0: Your Your mind-blowing marriage starts now! Welcome to the Mind-Blowing Marriage Podcast.
1: Matt and Susie are the most kind, generous, authentic people that walk this planet.
0: In It Together really encourages my wife and me to have the best marriage possible. This week is excuse number six, keeping us from a mind-blowing marriage, and that excuse is
1: faith that side. is so sexy that's so You're amazing and i knew True in that moment that god had my answered my prayer oh, you Nothing's ever coming, never coming between us, see your well, untrue. Well, welcome
0: friends. You, we're excited to be with you today. Hello, and everybody. Digging I'm into finding out what's keeping us from having these incredible mind-blowing marriages. And we are going to touch on a subject today that has <laughs> <laughs> it's a little touchy. I'm like, we're gonna touch on something that's touchy. <laughs> so just be prepared as we go through this today. We're talking about faith and how that can get in the way of connecting as a married couple and so we're going to bring up some things and we're going to challenge you in ways that that maybe maybe feel a little uncomfortable but just go there with us we promise uh we're not going to try to convert you to something you don't feel comfortable with (laughs) (laughs) for those of you that think that gospel music has gone too far you think we've gotten too radical with our message well i got news for you you ain't heard nothing yet and if you don't know now you know
1: When Matt and I first met, we were just 100% attracted to each other, and little did I know that his faith was important to him, and my faith was, it existed, but it wasn't as prominent or um, as exciting as Matt's faith was to him, and so I can tell you this though, and this is a true story, 100%. I remember being in my little apartment efficiency all by myself. I felt like I wasn't going to come back to college. Matt and I met at college together. And I was going to move out to New York and pursue my dreams on Broadway. But I ended up staying an extra semester because I needed to save some money before I went. So I thought, well, I'll just keep doing my The
0: the best way to save money is to pay for college. Yeah, brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: Um, so anyway, I stayed back for another year and was gonna continue my education and I'm so glad I did because this was the year that Matt and I met and fell oh, in love. Oh
0: man. So it was
1: all really truly meant to be. But the it was probably um I, I think it was the day before Matt and I kinda had our first real flirtatious interaction that the the previous night I went to bed crying in my little apartment efficiency all by myself thinking about why I couldn't find that one true love that person that I really wanted to spend my life with that we would have so much fun with each other and so I remember I just lifted up this prayer and I grew up Catholic y'all so
0: do Catholics you, talk with a country accent? I don't know. Accent? Sometimes it's just, it makes they the should. podcast if more fun. If they did, I think the Catholic <laughs> Church would, would be growing.
1: Maybe I'll do the whole podcast in a country
0: I mean, do accent. what
1: you do. Anyway, y'all, um, I was crying and I went to bed and I said my own prayer. Like, I personalized it. I didn't do the rosary or the Our Father or any of those things that I was taught and I got a gold star for as a mm-hmm. child that I had to memorize, I just personalized it and I said, God, if you're real, I want to experience your love and I want the next man that comes in my life to love you, to know you and to be the person that I married because I was just done with like trying to figure out the dating life. I just wanted to find my significant other. So I put a really bold first personal request out there to God, which I laugh so hard about. And, um, the very next day I met Matt and we began our interaction and we were both very playful and intentional about trying to purpose to see each other on the college campus and things like that. So there's a lot to that story, but anyway, we fell in love really quickly. And the very first thing Matt said to me when we started dating and he was nervous to tell me was, you have to understand that God is really important to me. My faith is my number one priority And I was like, that is so sexy. That's so amazing. And I knew in that moment that God had answered my prayer. Not only did he answer it so quickly, but he gave me this incredible man where I was going to get to learn and really begin my own faith journey because of Matt. So.
0: so first of all, amen to that, <laughs> amen to all of that. But the interesting thing is, so our faith was really important to us, still is really important to us to this day, uh, really a driving factor in our relationship and our personal lives. But what very, very few people know until this moment is that it's probably been the thing that we've argued more about than anything. <laughs> so it's the thing that our marriage has been based on is the, so many ways the foundation of how we first met. I
1: think we argue more about parenting. Argue more about. We parenting.
0: might, but this is definitely in the top <laughs> two to three things that we've argued about uh consistently we're talking about a lot i would say we hardly argue about it at all anymore oh
1: not anymore it's been a good five to ten years yeah but we had
0: yeah we had a good decade there where Mm -hmm. like this was the thing we argued about our faith and And it's because jesus yeah so funny but it was simply because we had some differing opinions Um, in some of the details of what we believed and it got a little heated a lot of times
1: right which is
0: awesome so that's why we bring this up because we don't want to assume that everybody's on the same page with their faith and we've met a lot of couples who are in different places we've met couples you know, one just loves going to church. The other one won't darken the door of a church for anything. Uh, We've met couples who, you know, one of them is one faith tradition. Another one's another faith tradition. And then we've met couples who are just totally sold out and bought into exactly the same belief system. And so we understand that everybody's at a different point and we want to have this conversation open and honestly and candidly to hopefully help anybody, no matter where you are, to just, be at peace Mm -hmm. with the conversation of faith.
1: I am really actually excited about this conversation because that's exactly what I want for couples. I want to set them free and I want to give them permission to be okay with being on different pages in their faith journey and um, trusting that process with one another and loving each other really well in this process. Very first thing that we're going to try to tackle here is uh, we want to ask you guys a question Is your faith yours? (laughs) And what we mean by that, I I think we both have things to say about this that we're really excited about, but is your faith yours? Is because a lot of times you grow up in an environment or a faith environment that was just kind of put on you and you were expected to go to church as a young person. And at some point, you're going to have to ask the question, is my heart and my spirit and my intelligence in alignment with what was kind of placed on me as a young person?
0: Yeah, so we live in America and America is generally a place where you probably grew up in some sort of Christian tradition. If you'd have grown up in somewhere else in the world, you'd probably have a different faith tradition. So what Susie said is so true that at some point we have to step back and just say, hey, is this mine? Do I adopt this? Or is this just the thing? I learned growing up, and just
1: I won't question it.
0: Yeah, I just assume it's true it. because this is what I learned from my pastor or my parents. And you know, your faith really isn't yours until you make that decision. Uh, and we've met a lot of people who just say, "I am a Catholic, I am Lutheran, I am Christian," and they are those things. They believe they are those things because that's what they've always done, mm-hmm. and that doesn't really make it ours. And so. Before you find yourself in a disagreement in your marriage (laughs) about faith, make sure that this is yours. The other thing that that we would attest to is, you know, we both grew up in the Catholic tradition. And then we moved into the Protestant tradition when we met around the time Mm -hmm. when we met. And we even realize now in our life, now when we look back at that time, we still adopted things just because people told us that was the right thing. And we've had to deconstruct that over the entirety of our marriage Mm -hmm. to dig into this place of understanding of, no, this is truly what I believe. This is right or wrong. This is my understanding. This is what I believe. And that's been a process. Mm -hmm.
1: It has been a huge process. And I think the reason why you have to ask this question and it's so important in to your marriage and the dynamics of your marriage is You don't want to be fighting for something that honestly you haven't put a lot of thought into. So true. And, um, you know, I think we've had arguments, and we've talked about this in past podcasts, like just for the sake of argument and wanting to be right. Mm -hmm. And that's so unhealthy, you guys. And we just need to be a people that looks deeper and we look at humanity deeper. We look at, you know, our faith deeper. And we have a really rich understanding of why we believe what we believe. And then our approach is different. We believe it and we're compelled by it, not because we want to be right, but because of what our faith offers us. It offers us to be able to love others better. It offers us a certain kind of peace. It offers us opportunity. It's not because we're going to use it as a weapon of any source because when you're in this conversation with your spouse who maybe believes differently the tendency would be to get elevated things to get heated and then you to use it as a weapon which is totally you know hypocritical and um oxymoronish almost you don't Mm -hmm. use your faith as a weapon in your marriage you use it as a uh, opportunity to build up and to encourage and to love
0: Yeah, so step one in this conversation of faith in your marriage is just make sure that you understand what you believe, what is your faith, not what was your parents' faith, not what was the faith of a pastor that you liked for a while, but just really dig down deep and say, what do I believe? Because you have to know what you're defending and you have to know what you're talking about. Because, uh, you know, what's the point of defending somebody else's belief system? Defend your belief system. Talk about your belief system. And it's okay if it's not exactly the same as other people's. And it's okay if it's not exactly the same as your spouse's. But it's so important that it's yours.
1: I would even argue and give you permission that you don't have to defend your faith. Like people can get really...
0: So are we going to get in an argument about <laughs> faith, about if you should or shouldn't defend your faith? Are we doing this I, on air right now? I think
1: we are <laughs> because I, I think that's been one thing that I have felt in the past. Like, oh, I've got to defend God. I've got to make sure my argument So is this like, is a
0: perfect right? example. So I would agree. Okay. I don't think we have to defend God. Right. I think it's important to defend our faith. And I think that's that's a good thing, to defend what we believe. And I think that's part of what we have in our culture and the freedom that we enjoy as human beings and as Americans, for that matter, is we have this freedom to be able to believe what we believe and to be able to defend it.
1: That's so good. And I can can agree with that as well. So sometimes you just have to talk about it, because when Matt was saying that out loud, I was like, do you need to defend God? Because I think it even says in the Word that we don't have to. Like, He is more than capable. Yeah. Of proving his point and which leads us claiming to an, his case. <laughs> another
0: disagreement we have about our faith like i hate when people call the bible the word of god
1: oh okay 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 we're this not is even getting, getting good we're not even so gonna good. get into this
0: not that it's not the word of god it's just some of god's words it's not all i know his words. we've
1: had this conversation we won't bring we you guys into think, our crazy i think we
0: already did <laughs> <laughs> The second thing, uh, I don't even want to say this one, Susie, because I'm worried that people are going to get it. Say it, say it, say it. Number two, you can't change your spouse's beliefs. Because we just talked about, like, your faith is yours. Once you believe it, it's yours. But it's not for me to change what Susie believes. It's not for Susie to change what I believe. And we can't. That's just not something that's possible. I believe what I believe. Susie what believes what she believes we can have conversations and maybe something in some of those conversations will change, will help me change what I believe. But I'm the one that will change what I believe. I know. So we can influence each other, but we can't right. change what people believe. And I think I would so get so often, mad
1: when I couldn't change your mind. Like back in the day, <laughs> I would get so mad if I had a true, true conviction that I was just going to fight for and I right. couldn't change Matt's mind, yeah, you, cause, know?
0: Cause, you know. you <laughs> know... Because my mind was a little bit made up on on some of those issues as well. Not that I'm not open to change, but I have to change when I'm ready to change or when God convicts me to change. It's not it's not Susie's job to convict right. Matt to change. It's not Matt's job to convict Susie to change. When it comes to faith issues, especially.
1: Right. I've had scenarios in our lives, even with our kids, where I used to pray really specific prayers where God would change our kids. You know, for my benefit. This certain way. Yeah. This certain way for my, and I recognized how selfish that was. And now my prayers have turned to God reveal yourself. You know, reveal yourself however you need to, because I want the best life for my kids or for you or for the people that I love. I've stopped making my big requests about what I think would be best for people. And I ask God to just, God, what do you think is best? Yeah,
0: and that's a hard place to get to. And, you know, this shouldn't be all about conformity. You know, Jesus didn't come for conformity's sake. Early Christians were called followers of the way because it's not about believing the same thing. It's about living a certain way. Right. and we can live in that way differently. And it's beautiful, that's what that's what makes this world great. Right. Um, another thing too is making peace with the differences that you may have. And then the second thing that I think really is important under this idea of not being able to change your spouse's beliefs is find your common ground. Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on your differences, what are your similarities? You could be from two completely separate faith traditions and be able to find a lot of common ground. Mm -hmm. One of you could be Muslim, the other one could be Christian, and you could find that there is a ton of common ground in those spaces. And so have discussions about what you have in common as opposed to what you disagree on. And that way your faith conversation can be it can certainly include your disagreements but it also includes this is what we agree on this is what we both believe in our faith and then that's going to help you live your faith out as a couple in such a right. beautiful way your
1: faith isn't supposed to make you miserable
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so many times it has in, in stories that we've heard and yeah. then finally just you know just pray pray for your spouse but as Susie mentioned don't don't pray that they would convert to your way of thinking. (laughs) Just pray that God would reveal himself to them Mm -hmm. and let God be the author of what that looks like. Just get yourself out of the way and trust. Man, if you believe in God, let your God be big enough to reveal himself, herself, however you want to go about this. Just trust that God is going to reveal himself in the way that he sees fit uh, in your life, in their life, in your spouse's life. Right,
1: okay, so everybody just take a deep breath
0: I feel like I haven't breathed for the last five minutes.
1: Just take a deep breath and say with us, you can't change your spouse's belief and just make peace with that. Please, please, please. It will, you will have an extended life. (laughs) I think you'll live longer. If you just, if you make peace with that. And actually I think you'll experience that. You'll find a lot of joy. Once you surrender this, (laughs) I think you'll begin to experience more joy in your life. And, um, It'll be better for your marriage. Last
0: thing that we're going to talk about is learning how to disagree learning how to disagree with one another boy and this can this can certainly go outside of your i'm excited
1: for what music you're going to put behind this it's
0: going to be really <laughs> eerie like and classical All i minor always love keys. the music
1: that matt chooses for every section Of our podcast, because we usually do like a three type topic conversation. You know what I
0: should do for this one is get like some old Catholic (laughs) hymns and then like some Buddhist music, like some. Do they have music? Because they do a lot of sitting. Or maybe
1: like Indian music. Indian music, because that's more
0: of a Hindu culture. That would be good. Some
1: chanting, some chants.
0: Some Gregorian (laughs) chants, and then like some praise music, like some modern. Oh, yes, do like
1: all, like four on the floor.
0: So what I did, I put four on the floor like this.
1: Learn Learn how how to to disagree. disagree. Learning
0: how to disagree in the areas of faith. The first thing, and I'm just going to say it. The first thing is to maybe not believe that you're as right as you think you are.
1: Ooh, high five me. (laughs) That's so good. Because I'm always right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. There was a woman uh, in our lives and she used to say the statement, you might be right, but you're dead right. And what she meant by that. Oh, I
1: loved that. That That's Judy. What she
0: meant is she meant that you are so concerned with being right about this that it's ruining your relationships. Mm -hmm. And so you may or may not be right. But the important thing is to get to this, this place of humility to realize that maybe I'm wrong and that's okay. Both Susie and I throughout Mm -hmm. our, our 20 plus year marriage have changed Radically in some of our beliefs, oh, completely. we have jumped off of some bandwagons that we used to just stand strong on. And, I, think we uh, I think we were
1: leading <laughs> the charge with those too. bandwagons.
0: And we are here to say that's okay. Like I, we're at peace with that. We look back and we're not even upset with what we used to think on those things. We're just excited that God is this God that is working on us,
1: right? You know, for
0: our whole lives. And it's okay that we've been that we feel like maybe we've been wrong, or it's okay to just admit that. We're not right on everything. Right.
1: I could never put that into words. And then I would highly recommend this book to anybody ever. But I read Jen Hatmaker's, like, of Mess and Moxie, that Mm -hmm. book. And in the very beginning, I think it's in her intro, she talks about, hey, you have permission to change your mind about what you believe and about what you think. And that, I was like, she just put it into words for me because I was wrestling with, like, I'm changing like my theories and my even some of my philosophies that I've been taught because I'm I'm doing the studying now I'm mm-hmm. doing the researching now and and things aren't lining up with what I've been taught and so that freed me so mm-hmm. much when I read her words and I hope that that, that frees you guys when you hear that and if you think about it people that we respect and look up to all the time major theologians mm-hmm. I'm talking. People change their mind on what their views of scripture is or was. That can be a little scary for us, but it doesn't need to be because why do we take the mystery out of our faith? Like, we just don't know all the answers. We don't. We never will until maybe we get to heaven. And I don't even know if everything will be revealed then. We
0: don't know. That's (laughs) just another thing we don't know. Faith is believing in something we can't see, so we shouldn't expect to know all the answers. Right. And that's okay. That's the beautiful part about our faith is the wonder. I mean, when we look around, I mean, I'm staring right now at these big, puffy, beautiful clouds. I don't get them. I don't get how, how all of this works. You know, Well, is... there's
1: a cumulus cloud.
0: <laughs> Susie might get it, I'm but I don't kidding. get it. I'm just going to live in wonder and I'm, I'm going to be okay with it. So the first thing of learning to disagree is just getting off of your high horse and not, not oh, believing yeah. so much that you're absolutely right because you might not be, and that's okay. So go into a conversation of faith. Believing that you're right, but not being certain that you're right. Yes. Because you might I, not be right. I
1: am so, right now in this period of our lives and this journey of my faith, I have never felt more free. And I am so drawn to people that live like what you just described. They they don't have to be right yeah. about what they've discovered oh, or what, they, to be what they've learned. They I've, just are good with having conversation yeah. and... Being going deep in conversation but not having to prove anything to you or make you believe what they believe. I love being around because then
0: it's true when you're around those people, it's truly a conversation. If you're talking to somebody who is just hell bent on I am right, you're not really having a conversation. They are just trying to talk you into something and that's not that's not something worth even being in the middle of. And so just just being okay with that idea of uh, living in wonder and not having to be uh, completely right. It's a beautiful thing. So that's the first part about learning how to disagree well. Second, just use great common you know, courtesies. communication <laughs> tools and courtesies. This area of faith gets so stupid heated, like historically and currently, it just gets so ridiculous. And when people talk about it, they get so fiery and if you don't believe me, just hop on Facebook. Like people get so opinionated and fired up about things and, um, and that's not good communication no. skills.
1: If you are getting ready and prepared and you know you want to have a faith conversation with your spouse, we would just encourage you to sit down. Somewhere in a very safe, loving, warm environment, like mm-hmm. let your the atmosphere of your faith conversation be a safe place and yeah. a place where you can even go into it, telling yourself like I'm not going to get into a heated argument. I just want to have a conversation. I'm trying to understand.
0: Let's let's conversate for the sake of understanding each other, and let's sit down in the middle of our disagreements and not fight, but try to understand, just like you would in any other area of your yeah. life. Back in the time when um, people really struggling with people of Muslim faith around the nine 11 times. We ran into a family, a Muslim family in a park, their kids started playing with our kids. We started talking with them. And uh, in the midst of that turmoil that we were all going through around, mm-hmm. you know, nine uh, 11, um, you know, we just decided to invite them over for dinner because we knew, um, it would be so important for us to just learn truly what they believe, right. what this family believed, because that's going to help us have a better understanding of the Muslim community as that a whole. That was
1: truly special. And they brought their culture. They brought food. They brought food from their
0: culture. We gave them, I think, pizza or something. Yeah, we were they,
1: they couldn't have certain meats. Yeah, they knew so, that, so we had to be careful.
0: We, we honored each other well. And then it was so beautiful because we spent a couple of hours just asking each other's other questions. Mm -hmm. Neither of us spent any time trying to convert the other. We just spent a ton of time asking questions. We had so much in common, actually. And that's what we figured out, is that we had more in common than we didn't have in common. And that's exactly how you should do it in the context of your marriage. Mm -hmm. Sit down, ask a lot of questions, and if there's something that you don't agree with, and Susie's great about this in our marriage, if she disagrees with something that I believe, she she asks me to explain it to her and show me why I believe that. Or if there's a book that I'm referencing or a person I'm referencing, she she kind of makes me dig it up for her. So it's not, I'm not just going to believe it because you say it, Matt. Like, tell me where you got that from. Right. And I think all of those are really good. And not in a like condescending
1: no, way. No, not at all. Just a, a rude way. Just, no, I'm just, curious. I want to
0: understand where you're coming at this from.
1: And that's, I'm so glad we're talking about this because we're not letting people be curious. We're not letting people wrestle and ask questions. and And I like to be around people that let me ask questions, especially as a woman. Because it came across, men would get so offended by me when I would ask them questions when I was on church staff with people. <laughs> men. They would get so offended. It was like I was almost coming, attacking their belief and I wasn't. I was just curious yeah. where they learned that from or, you know, how they kind of got gathered that information. I was not trying to offend. And, and I do want to say that, like, can we just be people that try not to be easily offended?
0: Oh, that's huge like, for this that's can we just this.
1: please try to not get offended? In
0: life in general, but this faith issue we get so offended on. It's just crazy. Alright, so here we go. So the first thing is, is your faith yours? Really make sure you're digging in and understanding why you believe what you believe. Number two, just understanding that you can't change your spouse's beliefs, and that's okay. And then the third thing is learn how to disagree in areas where you're talking about faith. If you can get a handle on this, guys, it can be so fun. Faith conversations, as Susie already alluded to, they're so enjoyable in our our relationship now because we've gone through some, some challenging times with this specific topic and we've come out on the other side just knowing so much about each other and learning how to do this so much better. I mean, just last week, I was mowing the lawn listening to a podcast and I came inside and I was like, babe, I got a whole new definition of sin.
1: (laughs) And then we just talked about it. It was so cool. Whereas
0: if I would have done that 10 years ago, (laughs) probably (laughs) Susie probably would have been telling me that we know what sin is so we don't need to talk about this but this can be such a life-giving conversation so get together with your spouse have a great conversation about faith and don't take yourself too seriously i so
1: want you guys to just love your faith journey yes
0: and if you have specific questions don't be afraid to reach out to please us please do Facebook. We, we would love, love that we would love that conversation so until we meet again have great conversations about your faith and let your marriage be mindful.